Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. You're listening to the Penny Haslam podcast. This time, I'm going to show you how it's done, how you can sound brilliant as an expert. Today's episode is all about appearing on the media. Well, we're going to start by talking about your expertise and sharing it specifically this time with journalists. And it's a great way to raise your profile and get out there. What springs to mind? What image do you have when you hear the word expert? Is it a man in a white coat looking like he knows a lot about some stuff? Or is it a woman with glasses on and a clipboard wisely making notes? Or is it perhaps an academic, somebody who knows absolutely everything there is to know about their specialist subject? And perhaps they've got PVC elbow patches on their jacket as well. And you'd be right, those three stereotypes are experts. But having interviewed so many people, I know that experts look a lot like you. When you're talking about experts, what kind of people are you talking about? Now, when it comes to the news media, there are two types of interviewee. There are those that are part of the story. So that will be the author of the report, the chief executive of the company that's in trouble... And the other type is those that comment on it, what we might call experts. And it's those types of people, the ones who comment on the news or on the story, who are really useful to journalists. And they can get asked back time and time again. And you could be one of them. So, Penny, I'm casting my mind back to when we both used to work in newsrooms, uh, in radio newsrooms, TV newsrooms. And I remember one of the jobs I had was booking guests Mm. on an evening drive time radio show. Oh, you were lucky because I had to get up really early to do that and stay really late the night before to do the breakfast show. I was on a lot of breakfast shows. And it was, as a journalist, the daily chore of finding somebody to comment on stuff. And the number of times that people would either be too nervous to get on or didn't have time or didn't want to do it, or they were just being asked to comment on a story. And they are really, really valuable to journalists. So you're sat at your desk when you were setting up the drive time show Mm -hmm. on a radio station. Yeah. I used to sit at my desk and we'd be what we'd call desk jockeys, wouldn't we? Phone bashing. Phone bashing, desk jockeys, really time poor and pressured, trying to find the right guests. Now, sometimes you'd pick a guest that was an obvious candidate for the story. So um, the chief executive of the company who's involved or the politician who's got the new thing, the new announcement to make, that sort of thing. So really obvious guests guests but quite often you'd want to go back and reflect on things especially if news had taken place in the day you'd want to have some analysis on it later on in the daytime so you'd have some experts on who could say this is right this is wrong we should be worried we shouldn't be worried Um, in my experience this has happened before and this is how it works anyone who's got 
experience, knowledge and passion for their subject can be seen as an expert. So, for example, uh, let's just say I run an airline and it's gone bust. <laughs> I'm the chief executive. I'm, I've been called on yeah. to, you know, a radio programme or TV show to kind of say, sorry, we've gone bust. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, they'd interview me. And then, if you listen to the radio or watch TV, you'll notice they also get these other people on, don't they? These other experts. So in that case, it might be someone who represented a sort of, you know, a passenger group or a kind a union. of a, a union or something like that, or or someone who was an expert in getting your money back once you'd lost it and how to do that. So there are all these, you know, jobs for people to do on the radio and there's a need for them. This is what we're talking about with experts, isn't it? Why don't people see themselves as able to do this job or able to be expert? Well, the word expert does rather conjure up some images, doesn't it? And we have some ideas about who those people are. Um, if I'm talking to professional services people like accountants, lawyers, consultants, that sort of thing, there'll be a higher proportion of people putting their hand up going, well, yeah, I've got, actually got a certificate. But for most of us, we don't really stop to think of ourselves as being expert. So we need to fashion ourselves as experts in a way. Now, for me, an expert is exactly what the dictionary definition is. It's somebody who knows some stuff. So ask yourself, do you know some stuff? Is that the dictionary definition? <laughs> no, not quite. So. It's a bit more uh, finessed than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they are have they have experience of that. You don't have to be the world leading expert. That's what people think of, don't they? I haven't got a PhD in that, so I've got to be the world leading expert. Well, no, actually, if you can communicate really well your information, then that's what we called them on TV and radio, isn't it? Experts. So actually, you can share your expertise even if you don't think you've got it. So, for example, if you run a business, then there's lots of things that you would know about. You know about employing people. Economic climate. Yeah. Uh, customer's appetite for growth. If you support customers, uh, you might know about industry stuff um, to do with your product line that would be interesting to a, a group of people. There's all sorts of ways that you can go about this. And if you think of yourself as an expert, maybe that's a bit too strong. But if you think about helping people, helping journalists by sharing your expertise... You can help time-poor journalists, like you and me used to be, get lunch earlier, frankly. <laughs> now, uh, in episode two, Run for Mayor, if you haven't heard it, pop back and listen to it. We talk about positioning yourself as an expert and some of the things that you can do to do that. One of those is finding your campaign issues. Let's just briefly recap on what that is, Penny. Okay, so this is about sticking to some topics or pet subjects that you can showcase your expert expertise through. So I always talk about a story of a chewing gum inventor. He doesn't talk about his chewing gum at all. He talks about artificial sweeteners and a low sugar diet because those are two ideas that his chewing gum kind of cover off. So he's attached himself to those topics and guess what? He's invited on TV and radio to talk about artificial sweeteners, you know, artificial products in in food and diabetes, obesity, uh, high sugar in fizzy drinks, food manufacturers, that sort of thing. So quite interestingly, he's a go-to expert on those topics, but actually his main job is selling chewing gum. So you don't need to be a professor. You don't even need a, a degree to be an expert. You just need to know a bit more than the next person. 
and be able to demonstrate your credibility. So it's got to have an affinity with what you want to be known for, what your credibility is, and therefore you can have an experience and a passion and a knowledge about that stuff. And coming up, we're going to tell you how to uh, get in touch with journalists, how to find them and tell them about your expertise. And you can grab a copy of my book, Make Yourself a Little Bit Famous, where I have dedicated an entire big fat chapter that includes advice on what journalists want, preparing for interviews, beating nerves and getting it right so you just keep getting asked back time and time again. Next, it's Penny's practical tips time. This time, where do journalists hang out and how do you go about catching their eye? Again, it's about knowing your campaign issues or your pet subjects and sticking really closely to those when you're posting, vlogging, blogging, sharing, engaging on social media. That's how you develop visible expertise. And you can hear more about that in episode two. But once you've done all of that, you're ready to show off in front of journalists. Well, showcase, I think, is what we say, Steve, showcase. It's about being helpful to journalists and reacting quickly when you see something you can comment on and then getting in touch. So here's a clip from a media training session I ran recently about just that. So if you see something in the news that morning and go, this is happening today, you should know about it, maybe for drive time later on. Oh, and by the way, I'm available then you're on their radar again. And you know what? They may well just ring you up. You're getting on their radar. And then, once you are through the doors, once you have been on one time and you've done a great job, you'll get asked back. So you've heard something on the news that morning that you think that you could comment on. What do you do next? Well, you can email the programme, get in touch with the producer or the reporter or anyone you think's involved with the show. You can even phone up the switchboard of the radio programme or TV station and ask to speak to the news desk or the news editor or get an email address where you can send in your name, really. It's just an email saying, have you seen this today? This was in the news. I can comment on it. Here's what I would say. Here's my mobile phone number and off we go. Uh, now that's happened to me and I haven't called people back people shouldn't really worry should they if they don't get a call back from journalists oh so yeah oh gosh I mean people are really busy journalists are really busy program makers are really spinning a lot of plates all of the time and it might be that that particular news story isn't going to make it into their program or it's not part of their agenda or they've already filled their program or they are covering it but they've already booked a guest for it that sort of thing it doesn't mean you're being rejected though and you're on the scrap heap it just means that they're not getting back in touch with you for that particular moment in time but they might do in the future so it's about getting on the radar how else can you get on the radar of journalists well, like anything, when you're wanting to make a new connection, jump on social media. So Twitter is a really strong place where journalists tend to hang out. If you can find the right programme, find the right people and then stalk them, follow them, include them into your posts and tweets. But also LinkedIn can be really valuable. I know someone who commented on a correspondence um, post about housing in this particular instance, and she was the chief executive of a housing association and he was putting together a report and uh, he got in touch and went can I interview you and it got sorted and she was on the 10 o'clock news 
So it kind of helps to be kind of current. Don't kind of think, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll email them tomorrow. You've <laughs> no. got to jump on it, haven't you? Yeah, and it's not something you can just sit down and do for an hour and then all of a sudden you're a radio expert or a TV commentator. It's something that takes a bit of time to build and it's a same as building a network in business or for your organisation, trying to find like-minded people. Same with journalists. They're no different to anyone else. They're just time poor, pressured and want some decent content. Uh, and if you can provide that easily and happily, that's really cool. Now, we mentioned about getting in touch with journalists, but you've really got to know the media landscape before you make that approach. So the homework this week or the challenge is to listen and watch. And I don't mean listen to the radio, just some music radio. No, it's speech radio. I don't mean watch any old telly soap operas. I mean, watch the rolling news channels, see who gets on, what gets talked about, listen to what programmes do what subjects and see where you might fit in. Simple. So if your top sort of three buttons on your car stereo are, you know, rock and roll music, classic music, you know, hits radio, you kind of need to, to look wah, around. Wah. <laughs> wah, wah. Change that. If you want, if you're serious about carving out a niche as an on-air expert, then you really you've got to understand where you're headed to. And the people who really shine in our media training sessions, we know this, are the ones who listen to speech radio, news radio, drive time shows, breakfast shows, um, lunchtime discussion formats, you know, anything like that that you can think of that you can listen to. Try to go to a range of different stations and think about where you could fit in. But those people shine on our media training because they know what's required, what the journalists want. And also it gives you a good idea of the tone of the show, isn't it? Some of them are very sort of adversarial. Some of them are very light and chatty. Some of them just want short comments. Some of them you might be on for kind of five minutes. So it helps you prepare if you know what you're coming to. So the challenge this week is to listen and watch speech radio and news channel stuff, rolling news stations, that sort of thing, and get an idea of where you might turn up as an expert. And secondly, make notes on all, all of this because it's very easily forgotten, but you're listening out for the pace and style of the show. You're listening out for the duration of the items. Do they talk for 10 minutes on things or do they have just a quick two-minute hit on it? Do they have roundtable discussions or just one-on-one -on -one interviews? So just trying to scope out how things work. What's the media landscape? Where can you fit in? And how can you match it really well? Does your organisation communicate with confidence? My business, Bit Famous, can help you share your ideas, your message and purpose and do it brilliantly. Find out how we can help by going to bitfamous.co.uk. And why not connect with me on Twitter and LinkedIn? Just search Penny Haslam. Thanks for listening. My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.